There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 97.1 FM The Drive presents the Behind the Song Podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. In this episode of Behind the Song, let's take a closer look at the lyrics of Gimme Shelter by a little band called the Rolling Stones. You know something is different with this song right from the jump. The opening chords almost creep in preternaturally, like the hair-raising way your instincts tell you that danger is near when you're walking alone, or the way you can feel someone looking at you from behind. It all started with Keith Richards in late 1968, who, by his own account, had the idea for Gimme Shelter while sitting in the window, pining away for his girlfriend, Anita Pallenberg, in London. Pallenberg was at that moment filming a very risque film called Performance with none other than Mick Jagger. As Richard sat jealously brooding at the window, a monsoon-like rain suddenly broke from the sky and he watched people scurrying to shelter on the street below. As he watched the sky a mirror to his suspicions about his girlfriend and his bandmate, the first strains of Gimme Shelter were born in his head. The lyrics came later. Incidentally, risque might be too mild a word for the film performance. The film was about two people, the characters played by Mick and Anita, and a drifter who was hoping to take advantage of them, which resulted in his own undoing. Richards claimed that Pallenberg and Jagger actually went all the way in the film's scenes, a claim that Pallenberg denied for the rest of her life. Either way, Richards was hurt by it, and as that moment was happening, while Richards looked down on people streaming for cover from a violent, sudden, sky-darkening rainstorm as the two people closest to him cavorted on a film set, the world at large was going absolutely bananas. It's hard to fathom that so much havoc could go on in such a short amount of time but to get a load of what was happening during the recording of Let It Bleed from 1968 to 1969 in the Stones world and in the world at large, dig this. Brian Jones, founder of the Rolling Stones and Anita Pallenberg's first boyfriend in the band, was found dead, drowned in his swimming pool in England after being fired for becoming unreliable due to his drug use. Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. were assassinated. Andy Warhol was shot. The Chicago Democratic Convention resulted in chaos with civil protests. Judy Garland died of an overdose at her home in London. There were student riots in Paris, Poland, Germany, and Mexico City. The Stonewall riots in New York City launched the gay rights movement. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed on the moon. The Zodiac Killer took more victims in California, and Charles Manson's family killed Sharon Tate. Richard Nixon was sworn in as U.S. president and asked the country to support the Vietnam War. 
the first draft lottery since World War II began. John Lennon and Yoko Ono would have a highly publicized bet-in for peace in response to that war. The Let It Bleed album was released four days after the draft was announced in 1969, on December 5th. The very next day, on the 6th, the Rolling Stones would headline the Altamont Free Concert in Northern California. Notoriously, the Hells Angels were hired as security, in exchange for beer money, no less, and the event ended in violence, with the stabbing death of a fan in the crowd. It is said that the concert was the day that all the innocents went out of the peace and love movement of the 60s and made way for the confusion and the turmoil of the 1970s. Mick Jagger has said in multiple interviews, including in Rolling Stone, that the darkness of Gimme Shelter reflected the time. Quote, It was the Vietnam era. Violence was seen on TV screens and witnessed in a way that the world hadn't seen before with the broadcasting of war. It was an end-of-the-world song, he said. People were protesting, and there was a general havoc all around. End quote. As the opening track on Let It Bleed, it set the tone for the entire album. They had hit on something with this song that captured the essence of the troubled time, a weather vane of global unrest. The lyrics to Gimme Shelter almost wrote themselves then. The song starts like this. Oh, a storm is threatening my very life today. If I don't get some shelter, I'm going to fade away. War, children, it's just a shot away. So here we have the literal storm put to lyric form that Richard saw when he began writing the music. And when gospel singer Mary Clayton comes in to share the lead vocal with Mick Jagger, we hear the intense calamity of fighting being close at hand or just a shot away. The song continues. Oh, see the fire is sweeping our very street today. Burns like a red coal carpet. Mad bull lost its way. Now these evocative lines must have mirrored what was being seen for the first time in those news broadcasts covering the war. Fire, catastrophe, something out of control in the world, like a bull in a china shop, breaking order into chaos. Apocalypse. The next part of the song is its most unforgettable. By all accounts, Mary Clayton's vocals were added at the last minute. Like I mentioned, she was a gospel singer, born in New Orleans and based in Los Angeles, having sung backup for artists ranging from Ray Charles to Neil Young. Mick Jagger explained in the 2000 book, According to the Rolling Stones, that it was producer Jimmy Miller's idea to have a female voice on this song. In an interview with NPR, Jagger said that they, quote, randomly phoned up this poor lady in the middle of the night, and she arrived in her hair curlers and proceeded to do the song in one or two takes, end quote. And she and Mick sang these lyrics. War, children, it's just a shot away. Rape, murder, it's just a shot away. Singing about rape and murder here, really just serves to amplify the overall tone of the song. War, threatening forces, bedlam, mayhem, anarchy. Now imagine a gospel singer being phoned up in the middle of the night to characterize this with her incredible voice, 
with a band that she had never even met before. Mary Clayton nailed it. Mick Jagger explained in that NPR interview that, quote, she came in and knocked off this rather odd lyric. It's not the sort of lyric you give everyone, rape, murder, it's just a shot away. But she really got into it, as you can hear on the record, end quote. And get into it, she did. She sang the version we hear on the record an octave higher than in a previous take during the recording, wanting to blow these boys out of the room, in her words. When she delivers the line, murder, at about three minutes into the song, Mick Jagger can be heard whooping in the background. Let's hear that part. Wow. Mary Clayton was only 21 years old when she got that call in the middle of the night to join a bunch of mop-haired British boys in the studio by the name of the Rolling Stones. At the time, she was pregnant. She unfortunately had a miscarriage soon after, which is often attributed to the fact that she sang so hard on this song that the physical strain of singing led to the miscarriage. Whether as a result of her singing so hard or not, that story has become intertwined with the danger heard in Gimme Shelter. The song goes on. This time, the storm, at the beginning of the song, has become a flood. The floods is threatening my very life today. Gimme shelter, or I'm gonna fade away. And the song barrels through to the end, warning that war is here, but finally ending with the promise that love is just a kiss away. War, children, it's just a shot away. I tell you, love, sister, it's just a kiss away. As Mick Jagger and Mary Clayton vamp that last line as the song fades. It's just a kiss away. It's hard to believe now because the song has become such a classic on its own, but the Stones never released Gimme Shelter as a single. Mary Clayton released her own version of the song in 1970, where it went to number 71 on the Billboard Hot 100. Grand Funk Railroad covered it, as did Patti Smith, U2, and many others who have tried their hand at the song. And who can blame them? Gimme Shelter is one of the most vivid songs ever written and produced, its lyrics holding a now-timeless grasp on chaos. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for sound design and engineering. On the way, episodes about the lyrics of the Talking Heads, the Eagles, and more. Classic rock and roll. <laughs>